This podcast is brought to you by Trent Moeller and Hunter Crawford. In this podcast series, we sit down with people from various backgrounds and experiences that have found success in their lives. You'll hear inspirational stories from people who have worked hard and made an impact along the way. Join us on this journey as we learn from entrepreneurs, community leaders, and business people from around the country that have gotten it done. You're listening to Living Without a Blueprint. What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Living Without a Blueprint. I'm your co-host, Hunter Crawford, here with Trent Muller, and we are so excited to have you for another awesome episode of Living Without a Blueprint. Trent, you are in Correctionville, Iowa today, uh, back to Correctionville, Iowa, where we actually started this podcast. I am unfortunately recording remotely today uh, up in South Dakota, but tell me how's it going, man? Things are good. Yeah, if college taught us anything, it, it taught us that we can do some things uh, in a hybrid fashion and it'll all, it'll all work out in the end. But no, things have been good. Um, it's starting to feel like spring out there, which is exciting. Um, last week I was in Bozeman, Montana for some meetings for work and actually experienced my first ever um, skiing trip. Um, we, we skied for a day and to be honest, a good a good chunk of my friends ski all the time and talk about it. And it'd be one of those things where you just kind of nod your head and yeah, that sounds cool, blah, 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 but never really actually care at all. But I've got the bug, man. It's, it, it, it's a legit thing. Yep. So, okay. I've always been afraid to ski because I, I had a knee surgery one time and, um, it's just, just scary thought in my head. Is it really that hard on your knees? Is it is it that hard for like a a new beginner to to so do? So for or, example, or what? I had never skied in my life, and we were in Big Sky, Montana, like one of the premier spots to ski like ever. So I get out there, and I'm on the bunny hill, and first off, I didn't even know how to put these skis on. I felt like a fish out of water. I thought people were looking at me. It was they were. It was a a weird deal, and and I get up halfway up this bunny hill, and you had to kind of take your skis and, and slide over to the next little moving carpet to get all the way to the top. And on my way from one carpet to the other, I gained too much momentum and I didn't know how to stop yet. And I like flew right into the snow fence, got all tangled up my, (laughs) my lines and everything. And so I'm saying this went from literally, I look like a, a dipstick out there to within Gosh, we, we started skiing maybe at 9.30, and by noon, 1 o'clock, I was on the big mountain skiing very comfortably on the greens. And then by the end of the day, after a beer or two maybe, we, we even did a blue, which the blue was way out of my, my comfort zone. I shouldn't have done that, but you only get better when you when you push yourself. So that's the biggest takeaway from my, my skiing experience was you can you can see at such a fast rate um, how much better you're getting each time. And that, that for me was fun, but you, I don't know, maybe you should stay off the skis. So, okay. I'm, I'm not familiar with all of the, the skiing lingo necessarily, but why do they call it a bunny hill? That's something I've, I guess I've never looked up, but I assume that that's, that's the beginner slopes, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's so why you, is it a bunny what you hill? learn on? I, I don't think I could have a great answer for you. Maybe somebody from 
they went to SDSU, uh, named it or something. I have no idea. <laughs> the rabbits. But, yeah, no, I don't know. No, that's cool. Um, I, I, I got some Snapchat videos of you, of you skiing. Um, and, and, and those were pretty entertaining. Uh, while you were out skiing, I was also learning a new hobby. Actually this weekend, I went up to Fargo, North Dakota, and I took a scuba diving class. It's one of those things that, you know, we're not near any oceans and I probably will get very few chances to scuba dive around here, but I've always wanted to, it's just, it's just one of those things I, that has intrigued me. So I signed up for a scuba diving class and we had our, our pool session up in Fargo and it was an awesome time. It's, it's the, the closest that you'll feel to being weightless, right? Like you're on the moon. Uh, they do a really good job of making you super buoyant in the water so that you don't sink or, f- or float to the top necessarily. You're just, you based on how much air you put in your vest, you just kind of f- hover where you're at. And so it's kind of this cool weightless feeling. I've, I, I've never felt so weightless, you know, as a, as a bigger dude. So it was awesome. Um, <laughs> I, I, I also that. got the thank you. Uh, I also got bit by the by but the scuba bug. It. Yeah. So to all the viewers out there that have been listening since day one, is is anybody surprised by any means that Hunter has added another um, skill uh, attribute to his repertoire? Because I'm I'm sure not. We have a long list that we listed, like on the third, fourth episode or something, of all these random ass qualifications that you have. And I don't know if you're a hundred percent qualified to be a, a scuba scuba diver yet, but you gotta be damn close. I'm close. I, so yeah, I did my pool session. I have to go and do a, an open water like lake or ocean session here in, uh, in the near future. So once, once the lakes warm up around Minnesota, when it warms up, maybe a little, yeah, they they don't like you scuba diving when there's still ice on the on the lakes. So I have to wait for the, all the ice to melt up here first, and then or or I could go on a tropical trip somewhere. But I don't think I have enough uh, time off built up to go and take another vacation this this year. So yeah, no, no, definitely makes sense. So Trent, what do we have on the docket for today's episode? Yeah, you mentioned I'm sitting here in a beautiful. Correctionville, Iowa, uh, back in, in God's country, Northwest Iowa anyway. And uh, we've got Brittany Hunwardson on. She is the owner of the Punchy Flare. Um, I'm going to let her describe um, everything about that. But um, yeah, we're excited. Uh, she's got a, a great business and a small community that has been booming. Um, and we're super excited to hear her story. So when we first got on, I was corrected. Um, if, if you all remember back to episode number one with Ashley Hunwardson, um, I said, this is Ashley's sister, Brittany, but I was corrected. This is actually, uh, or I said, yes, this is Ashley's sister, Brittany. And I was corrected. It's actually, uh, Ashley is Brittany's sister. So, uh, I made sure to get that right before we, we go on. But, uh, so kind of a, a fun little little uh, family of entrepreneurs, if you will, in that uh, small community. And yeah, I'm sure that, that there's going to be a lot of exciting things that, that come out here today. And of course, also uh, would be your cousin, Trent. So a little connection there. And no, we've been also 
you know, conspiring to have, have Brittany on since we, since we started as well. So excited that it's, that it finally worked out for us to do this. Yeah, no, couldn't agree more, agree more. I think it's going to be a great episode. And, um, with that guys, everybody, how about we sit back, relax and enjoy the ride. And, uh, we'll kick off our guest session of living without a blueprint here in a minute. Welcome back to the guest segment of Living Without a Blueprint. We are here with Brittany Hunwardson, the owner of the Punchy Flare in Correctionville, Iowa. Brittany, welcome to the show. We're so excited to have you on. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm I'm excited to be here and do this. Yeah, great. So Britt and I have been we, we've been going back and forth on on some phone calls, texts, and uh, super excited that you decided to um, agree to this. Um, She's been saying that she's been thinking about what she's going to say all day long. So, um, gosh, twelve hours, twelve hours since she's probably been up. She's she's got a bunch to say. Hopefully, I should I should have it all down, right? Yeah, <laughs> yep. Not like you were working or anything <laughs> right, yet today. Right. Yeah. So, Brittany, I just want to start with with your background. Um, let the people get to know you a little bit. Let me get to know you since this is my first time meeting you. Um, you obviously grew up in Correctionville, but what's your what what is the story of Brittany? Yes. So I am 28 years old, actually about to be 29 here in a couple weeks. Um, I born and raised here in Correctionville. I've lived in a couple different cities, but I am here now. I, I plan to be here. Um, I love being able to grow my business in, in my hometown. Uh, I have a, um, we live right outside of town in the country with my boyfriend and our dog. And yeah, life life is good here in small town Iowa. Now, Brittany, uh, as far as um, a- after high school, uh, you obviously grew up there in Correctionville. Uh, did, you, did you have a, a, a post a post secondary career anywhere at any schools, or what? Uh, what was your path? You, you said that you lived in a couple different cities. Yes. So um, all day today, I was just thinking like how to kind of sum my, my whole story, this whole journey up. And really what just kept coming to mind was that this is really just God's timing. This was just being a business owner was never a dream. It was never something I thought I wanted to do. I didn't grow up being like, this is what I'm going to do when I grow up. It was really just a God's timing thing, how it all happened, not to take away from the fact that I've worked really hard to get it to where it is today, but just that this was his plan for me. So I uh, graduated high school at 18, and I I really commend all of my friends and you, Trent, and probably you too, Hunter. When you're 18, you knew you, where you were going to go <laughs> to school, you knew what you wanted to do, and I just don't know as an 18-year-old 18, how you know that <laughs> that's I've envied all of my friends and you guys that did know that. So I went to, um, I went to Kirkwood Com- community college in Cedar Rapids. And I, I mean, I really, it was probably the spring of my senior year when I decided that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to go for marketing management and, um, apparel merchandising which I mean, I, I've always loved fashion. So I was like, let's just do this. And school was, I didn't love it, but I was good at it. And I, I 
really just didn't, but I knew two years was going to be enough for me and I'll, I'll figure it out from there. So I did that. And while, so in the fashion, um, program, you can kind of either go two ways and I knew like design and, um, sewing and just creating was not what I loved. I learned really quickly that it was the merchandising and learning about marketing and advertising and how can I make this display um, look so awesome to draw customers in. That That's what I really loved. While I was going to school, I worked for the Buckle part-time just as a job, fashion job. I loved it. Super fun. And so then before I was going to graduate. I came back home. I must have just been home. It was really close to graduation and I was starting to just look for jobs, apply for jobs. Um, I found, so I knew visual merchandising when I learned that that was even a position. Um, that's what I knew I wanted to do. And I feel like I remember, um, Shields and JC Penney's had that position. And I was like, okay, not really my vibe, but this is the position I want to do. So I was going to apply for those, but I was home and my mom and I were shopping in the buckle, which I mean, even before I worked there in college, we shopped there. We knew the store manager in Sioux City and I was just kind of telling her about um, that I was going to be graduating, what I went to school for. And she was like, oh my gosh, Britt, like, buckle is trying to start this visual merchandising position and I was like oh my gosh sign me up (laughs) because I was I didn't want to have to learn a whole new company like I already knew buckle um it was back home and I think I must have interviewed even before I graduated because I I remember as I was graduating I was like I already have a job like how cool is that I already have a job (laughs) so I did that I came back worked in Sioux City for almost nearly 10 years as the visual merchandiser until this became my my new journey. Yeah, so we're going to pause at her her <laughs> uh her time at the buckle because this was a part of my life. Britt and I are 6 years apart and Britt's my big cousin. Um but anyway, while she was working at the buckle, I was uh beginning of high school and you know when you're a freshman sophomore in high school it's like oh I got to make sure I'm wearing the right thing um you're very concerned about how you look to especially the upperclassmen and by god did we not go to the buckle and Brittany hooked us up (laughs) make sure that that I had a good pair of jeans on that I remember that was a, a pivotal moment in my life um, to, to make sure I was, I was up to par. I remember that too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do. <laughs> we got maybe a little, little, uh, employee discount or Brittany discount on that. So, so during your time with the buckle, we obviously know that you own this business now and, and gosh, how long has it been since you started the punchy flare? Um, it has been just over a year. I celebrated a year in October. Yep. So, so talk about, We'll get all into the punchy flare and everything that has transpired from um, starting that business and what you're all up to. But talk about like the pivotal things that you learned while you were at the buckle um, that made it possible for you to start your own business and, and operate it successfully. Yes. So I was thinking about this today, too, that really school was great and I loved school and my classes were awesome, but I learned 
everything from Buckle. I will forever be grateful for the time that I had there, the longevity that I had there, the things that I learned, um, the people I met, and the relationships that I still have. Um, I learned so much. And really, um, just Buckle has such a great um, environment and just a lot of um, consistency and uh, customer service things, um, just loyalty. And I just really, I, I can see myself using so much that I learned from the buckle in my business today. Did, do you feel like, gosh, so you were in school for two years. So when you're, you just turned 20 when you graduated from college, um, you get this big girl job do you feel like they trained you um, or they had to do a lot of training or gave you a lot of freedom right away? They kind of knew what you were um, capable of or what was, what was that like? I remember, you know, walking in the mall, that was what we did. Small town. I, we'd go to the mall and walk around and you'd always see like these nice displays at the buckle. But I always wondered like, okay, is this all Brittany's idea or is this, how does that all work? That is a really good question. So I think in my like unique position, because this was a job that was they were just creating so they didn't really know how what the job description was you know like how to do this I got a lot of freedom and um I I kind of just got to we were all learning the position together and I got to use a lot of my creativity that was something really cool a lot of stores or just you know department stores have like a blueprint and everyone's gonna look the same and this is how you do it but buckle was not like that at all I got to totally be creative and, and I love that. By God, the buckle was living without a blueprint. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Yeah, great so. job at throwing that in there. <laughs> you know, like, when you when you watch a movie and, and they say the title of the movie in the movie, it's like, oh, they did it. Well, I just did it right there. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing that I was thinking about today, just how – again, like back to like, this was God's plan. It was just so funny. Like, I mean, being at the buckle for such a long time, there were so many people. I mean, I just got, I built relationships with customers. Um, and sometimes they'd come in, they'd be like, bro, are you running this place yet? When are you going to be the manager? When are you going to be a manager of a buckle? And I was always just like, that is not what I want to do. I would never want to do that. And now I'm, I, I am a store manager of, of my own business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're 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 the manager, you're the you're the everything. I'm, I'm all the roles, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which was fine because I can be all the roles. I just never thought a manager or, or store owner would be one of them. <laughs> right. No. That's awesome. And I think there's something really beautiful about getting that freedom. Like think about all the things that you know and, and maybe little obstacles that a lot of business owners have when you start your own business that you got to experience while getting a paycheck from the buckle. Like you got to, they, they gave you the freedom to learn and grow so that maybe the beginning of the punchy flare was, I'm not saying it was a hundred percent seamless, but a little bit. Oh yeah. No, not at all. <laughs> there were, there were rough times in there. In I'm the beginning. sure. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yep. So Britt, let's talk about, there had to have been a point while you're, I mean, it wasn't just, okay, guys, I'm done at the buckle. I'm starting the punchy flare. So when did this idea of starting, well, actually, let's take a, a quick timeout. 
Can we explain exactly what the punchy flare is? Yes. Yes. Before okay. we start talking all about it. For sure. So the punchy flare is a Western style inspired boutique in small town, Iowa. I am also online, um, but I love that I can have a small storefront in, in my hometown for local shoppers. Um, but yeah, just a Western ins- inspired boutique, women's clothing, jewelry, shoes, accessories. Um, yeah. And I've just noticed in all of my years of retail and fashion, and it's changing all the time, Western fashion has really become dominant. dominant. And I've, I've been everything. I've been skater girl and cutesy girl and boho girl. <laughs> but now I'm Western girl, and I really I love it, and I see it here to stay. And when I was thinking about this whole idea in the beginning, my sister, so Ashley with Western Tea Brand, she she was kind of the one who kind of got me into this, this fashion and this look. And, um, so of all the boutiques that we have around our small town, which is awesome because boutiques are growing and it's helping small towns grow. Um, Western inspired really wasn't one of them. And I was like, okay, this could be something different that I could bring to, to the table. So at what point you said you worked there for 10 years, at what point, Maybe you didn't have the idea of exactly uh, what direction you wanted to take your boutique, but at what point did you know that you wanted to get out of Sioux City and get out of the buckle and do your own thing or maybe were you planning on going somewhere else or how did that all transpire and, and, and work out? Right. So this is really, really where God's timing in really came into effect. It really wasn't until the, I mean, maybe within the year my last year there that things just were changing not not anything bad just my heart wasn't in it anymore I didn't love it like I used to love it and uh, people that I worked with for so long were leaving like it was just different and I could just tell it wasn't what I loved anymore still didn't know what I was gonna do I'm like I, I might be doing this forever even though I don't love it anymore because I had no other plans. I was really like, Britt, what what else could you do? This is all you know. And so I would say, I'm going to be honest, like, I really don't even know how this became a thing, how I was like, I'm going to start my own store. Um, I think I had just um, my sister's influence and my, my parents were behind it. I don't, I don't even know how it became a thought, but it did. And so my last day at the buckle was October of 21. So I would say it was that summer. It was, so it was a short amount of time. It was like June, July when I was like, okay, I think I'm going to do this. Like I started, um, creating a logo. My cousin helped me with that and the name. And then I got my LLC and I was like, okay, now we're really doing this. (laughs) So there's no backing out now. And I, I just, it was the scariest decision of my life going from a consistent, like steady nine to five job, a steady paycheck, you have benefits to literally absolutely nothing. And you don't even know if it's going to work out. Yeah, no, I can't imagine. Um, Definitely something you think about and to take that leap of leap of faith has to be, um, I I commend you for doing that. That's awesome. Um, But gosh, you went from zero to a hundred, like really quick. 
were your intentions always so ash obviously um has a storefront like sometimes when there's like little things going around but you were like a consistent you have your hours you're always going to be at the store and that's something that definitely differentiates differentiates yourself was that in the plans from the get-go i mean being in correctionville iowa it's a town of not many people at all maybe 800 right was your plan to you know have that retail storefront no matter what or online or what all went into consideration when you were planning that because just given the the world we live in you know that's something to consider right for sure so yes I think when I knew I wanted to do this boutique I knew that I wanted to have a storefront and um some people like to joke or say like Ash and I are in competition which we absolutely aren't at all it's really cool um how much we work together and we help our businesses grow because we are we are in the same industry but we're so different um I knew I wanted the storefront another God's timing thing so my mom actually owns the building I'm in at the same time I was ready I knew I was ready to be done at Buckle she wanted to retire and so she had a a hair salon in the building that I'm in now she wanted to retire I wanted to be done and that's kind of how this fell into place too so it's it's a tiny building it's been perfect perfect starting out a perfect place to begin this journey um I'm really thankful that in the year a little over a year that I've done this I'm already outgrowing it it's it's yeah been more than I could have ever dreamed it to be yeah the local small town support and then I mean all the people I'm sure it's it's probably just like us seeing the amount of people that listen to our podcast the the places that people ship from or you know that you're shipping to your stuff on on your online presence has to be just mind-blowing yes it's crazy how social media and and the internet and online shopping has just become the thing um but like you said about I mean we're still trying to bring small towns back to life we have lots of local shop events and I'm so glad that I can be a part of it in that way and and have my my storefront um but yeah the shipping is is incredible um, the relationships that you build with even local customers. So just storefront wise, I would say that, yes, my online business definitely dominates my storefront business, but, uh, we have things coming in the future that I hope that I can bump those storefront numbers up a little bit. Um, but even like I have people that drive from out of town, drive hours, drive out of state that have come to shop with me because they follow me on social media uh one really cool story I love to share is that there is a family in they live in Arizona they were back this past summer for a family reunion their family lives in Soldier and they're like okay we're gonna google where the punchy flare is because we we need to go if it's close and they did and they came into the store and they shopped so really like that's just amazing and they knew me there they live in Arizona and they knew me because they follow me on social media it's it's amazing wow that's that's wow. awesome. That's a, a great story to hear. Now, Brittany, you you said that you've you've uh, been around for about a year, a little over a year, right? Yes. Okay, so you know, relatively, you're 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 pretty new to the the business owner space. Over the last year or so, surely that there's been there's been doubts in your mind, um, difficulties along the way. Can you? 
just describe some of those, you know, doubts, difficulties, um, challenging moments over the last year where you've thought, man, am I really doing the right thing here? Is this, is this what I, you know, did I make the right decision to open up a business? What's, what's that mental battle? Oh man, I remember those feelings so, so well. And I still have them to this day, even a year in there are days when I'm like, what are you doing? What were you thinking? (laughs) But yeah, so honestly, just, I mean, there were just starting this, you have no idea what you're doing, especially on the business side of things. Um, just all the legality things. It's, I had no idea. Um, and then you're, you're setting up a website that you've never, I've never done anything like that. Um, shopping for inventory, um, getting all of your supplies. It's, it was so overwhelming. I've never had, I've never done a harder job, but I've never had one that's been more rewarding than this. Um, but yeah, there were lots of, uh, sleepless nights, meltdowns, and I'm just so thankful for my family, uh, my boyfriend, my sister who had already, you know, she'd had her business well into a year already. She helped me so much and just, um, again, with social media, I've met so many other business owners, even, I mean, ones that were starting at the same time I was that have helped me and we we've learned together. It's nice to have those people to ask questions and yeah. So we got through it. There are still days where there's doubts and you don't know what you're doing, but, um, that's another thing I love about it. Like I, every day is different and I'm learning something new every day. What's the best way for, for someone in in your position that has just started a business that's doubting their decision, um, you know, having these, these battles in their head, what's the best way to overcome it? What have, what have you found to be successful? Um, what do you do to talk yourself through it and, and get through to the next day? I would really say, I mean, yes, there's going to be hard days and you are going to doubt yourself, but if you really want this, then I mean, you can do it. I, I truly believe that your business is what you make it. It's, it's, the results are going to be there, um, depending on, you know, how much you put into it. And I knew, I told myself like, I, if I do this, if I, if I do this, like I'm going to do it well. And, um, yeah, I just, if you really, if you want it, you you can do it. Gosh, you have to think that over this last year, like how much have you grown as a individual? Cause I can just imagine myself midnight thinking, what in the hell are you doing here? And I'm sure you had those moments. Like I can't do this. And, but you woke up the next morning and you overcame those types of things. Like how much have you grown as an individual aside from your business? Yes, completely. If you know, if you know me, I know my friends would agree with this. Like my confidence level has just never been the best. Not that I know, not that I, I think I'm I'm not good enough, but I just, sometimes I do, I guess. And I just don't believe in myself like other people believe in me. I think that's the best way to put it. And so just when I put my mind to this and I knew I was going to make it amazing, I, I'm so proud of myself. I can like finally say like, this. I'm doing this for me. Uh, my confidence as a person has grown so much and, and I'm, yeah, I'm so proud of me. One key takeaway that I've had is, so obviously I, as much as I can, I love to hang out with, with Brittany and her boyfriend, Andrew and her whole family. And I did that when she was at the buckle 
And I've done that when she obviously is a business owner of the punchy flair. And when she was at the buckle and it was six o'clock, she'd make it home from Sioux city. And I'd come over to their fabulous little bar that we're sitting in right now. It used to be a garage, but, but rest in peace, garage bars are cooler. (laughs) Um, you got home and it was, it was party on. Like we are, just having fun, not even thinking oh, about it work. Was a living for the weekend. Yeah, once living once I for the weekend. Out, works. Yeah, yeah, that was that was totally my mentality at the buckle. Like I career was not my number one. Like I I worked and then I went home and did my did my own thing. Now you come over and maybe it's eight p.m. on a Saturday night, but there's a sale going uh, tomorrow morning, <laughs> and she's she's having fun and talking with all of us. But gosh dang, these girls work. You, it just blows my mind how, yeah, you, there's no doubt in my mind actually that you have taken it by storm and you're, you're not scared of hard work and you're passionate about it because who wants to work on a Saturday night, but if, if it's necessary, you're doing it. And and I see that all the time. So I commend you for that. That's, that's awesome. And I'm sure that's a tribute to the success that you've had in a short time. Yes, for sure. Uh, I like to joke that I quit my nine to five to work 24 seven because that's, that's what it is. It is a, a full-time job. And like I said, I love that it's all for me, but it is, I mean, it is all for me. I'm, if I'm not doing it, nobody else is doing it. So um, that is one thing in um, my my future goals is to learn a little bit better work to life balance, but um, yeah, it's it it's hard and it's hard when we love technology, but all of my work is right there at my fingertips on my phone all the time, which is good and and bad. So um, I I want to pause for a second. So Trent and I don't don't really prepare and plan who's going to ask what question during the the episode. And, and I don't ask him what he's going to ask. He doesn't ask me what I'm going to ask that kind of stuff, but I had that same exact thing teed up to ask you. And I'm so glad that you brought it up because obviously your storefront has, has business hours where people come to shop, but being a business owner, uh, obviously doesn't have set hours. You are waking up early, you're going to bed late, you're you're constantly, you know, you, like you said, you quit your nine to five to go to a 24-7 job. One of the things, Brittany, and I'm, I'm sure you can agree to this, whether you're in a, uh, a business owner role, uh, a salaried role, even an hourly role, I personally feel like um, the people that I've seen succeed and do well um, – aren't clocking out. Just like you said, they're, they're constantly trying to get better at the work they're doing. Okay. So for example, um, you know, Trent and I are, are in a salaried role, so it would be very easy to, um, to go in, in the morning and, and at five o'clock say, Hey, sorry, it's five o'clock work's done. I'm going home. But the fact of the matter is even in, in those types of jobs where, you know, maybe you're not the business owner, maybe you're, you're just trying to, you know, collect a paycheck, whatever it might be, the people who are willing to put in the extra hours, the extra work, the extra time to get better, do a good job, um, are typically the ones that they, that you're going to see, uh, excel, you know, even in, in Trent and I's job there, there are things that happen on weekends. There are lots of events and, and things, especially during harvest and planting season where, uh, there's, there's going to be some late nights. And I feel like, again, it's very easy to fall into that. Hey, sorry, it's five o'clock. I'm punching out. But, uh, 
the people no that pun I see get ahead are the ones that are putting in the extra time. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Hunter mentions this from time to time that he had the same thought that I had. And that brings me one to two thoughts. A, I hope he's, <laughs> I, I hope he's joking because, because I, I don't like uh, thinking that we're more alike than, than what we probably are. Or B, how convenient that he had the same thought that I had because because maybe I had a good thought, but who who knows what it really is? <laughs> I swear I was just about to ask about the about the time thing, and you just stole the word right out of my mouth. But that's okay. That's that's why we that's why we make good co-hosts, buddy. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah. And the fact that we live an hour and a half apart really helps too. So, Brett. You talk about the importance of social media. What I mean, I run a lot of the social media on this podcast, and that's something I struggle with because it's like, okay, do I like set a goal? Do I post the same time every day? Do I just post all the time? And how do you do it? And how has it been successful? Has there been some trial and error? Because oh, I hate it. <laughs> I, yes, I, we me. truly need advice. <laughs> We need advice we on need this. this. I am not your girl, but I feel like I have tried everything. Instagram, I would say Instagram is my main um like my main social media place where my target market is. Uh, I am on Facebook too. Obviously have my website. Try TikTok. I I could use some work there. Um but man, the Instagram algorithm is just something that is just completely over my head. I've tried to learn. I've tried to research. I've tried different things. I've tried posting at different times. Some days, and it's just kind of how I'm feeling today. Some some days I'm like, you know what? I'm going to post so much because either they're not seeing it anyway, so who cares? Or I'm like, I mean, I always think in my head, like, people don't see your stuff unless you're posting it. So if you want them to see it, then you have to post it. But man, yeah, social media is, is a learning, a learning and growing spot for me as well. Yeah, it's certainly a challenge and it's something you can overlook because we grew up in the era where like, I feel like, especially I feel like all, me and Hunter's age or Hunter and I's age, whatever, um, we're at the tail end of this era that does remember a life without phones and social media and all these things but we're like on the tail end and you're obviously conglomerated in that but so phones in a sense it's like they weren't always a part of our lives and we kind of remember what it was like i mean i remember your blackberry with uh, ah, yes. those little black yes. rocks on there you know on the back <laughs> yes the blackberry yeah oh exactly <laughs> but when you're on your phone it's like it doesn't feel like work and that's hard to train my brain like I need to post on this right now because it's going to help me get some followers. It's like a necessary evil. Like yes. it, there's no way to get around it, but no. yeah. Yes, for sure. Um, I had a thought about that and now I don't know, but uh, yeah, you, you need social media and, and it's definitely going to help you grow. Um, but it just, it, it's hard. And in some days it can be defeating. I mean, people, like you, you're looking at your likes and some days you don't get very many and that's defeating. You're yeah. like, oh my gosh, what am I doing wrong? Nobody's seeing this and, and, and it can be super defeating in those days that that's hard for me. And I don't like to compare. I don't like to look at other boutiques or, you know, other, other people in my industry and, 
and compare myself because we're, we're in different spots. We're learning at different paces. We're, we're you know, we're on, we're on different paths, but, but yeah, social media can be a, a happy and, and defeating thing at the same time. Yeah, we don't necessarily like looking at Joe Rogan's <laughs> viewers on his podcast right. I either. I wouldn't compare to that we're, one. We're close, don't get me wrong, but we're not quite <laughs> right. there and and we don't want him to rub it in. Like last time I talked to him on the phone the other day, yeah, I'm just joking. So Brittany, you're obviously a year in, like we mentioned, and you're you're starting to get established as as the, the punchy flair and you're starting to kind of get a rhythm, obviously. What do you see as new and exciting things? If you can share them, of course, that, that you want to do with, with this business that, that where do you see yourself going and, um, what's in store for the future? Of course. Um, so I was thinking about this today too, of all the things that I was thinking about what I was going to say. Um, I haven't really officially, I think I've given sneak peeks and things on my Instagram and social media, but I haven't actually fully announced that I did buy a bigger building in our hometown. Um, and we will, the punchy flare will be expanding, which is going to be amazing. So just behind the scenes things that people may not know, um, my building and then Western T brand, my sister's building is probably, there's one building in between us. So maybe like 10, 20 steps in between each other. So she has her warehouse, which, um, has a basement, which has been my warehouse for overflow inventory for quite some time now. And I am so excited to, uh, get into this new building that we've been renovating. Um, and, it, it, it's going to change my world in so many ways. So many exciting things to come. Um, bigger, bigger local shop events. I hope that I can host and, and just to build the, the small town community, um, being able to have all of my inventory in one building and not have to walk it back and forth from mine to my sisters all the time will be life changing. Um, this building is literally probably eight times the size of the one that I'm in now. So it's, She's it's not joking by any be. way, wow. shape or the form. Yeah. I, I'm in a shoebox right now, which I'm not complaining. It's been it's a the, Nike shoebox. <laughs> it's it's nice quality shoe. It, it has been the best starting, starting spot. And, and I get complimented on so many times. Like it's so cute. It's it. People will come in and they'll be like, Oh, it's bigger than you would think when you come in here. And that was, I take, um, credit for my merchandising skills <laughs> to be able to set it up to feel like it's bigger than, than it looks. Um, but yeah, it's, it, there's, there's exciting things to come and I, and I can't wait. No, that's awesome. Uh, we definitely look forward to seeing, um, all those exciting things that are coming here in the near, near future. Um, who would you say, we've talked a lot about you, who would you say were your biggest influences, um, or people that you've leaned on biggest helpers, Maybe, maybe this is your chance to to thank them or you know say their names or w- whatever. Explain um, how they have impacted the success of the Punchy Flare. Yes, absolutely. There's so many people. Um, well, one is my sister Ashley. I mean, she has been nothing but uh, help to me along the way, even when it's taking time out of her day and away from her business to help me. Uh, my parents, a hundred percent 
have been nothing but support. My mom helps me and my sister every day, taking packages, cleaning our stores, taking out our garbage. Like our businesses wouldn't be what they are without her. And my dad, who has been nothing but uh, just, he just believed in me the whole time. And that's really, I mean, of all the people, uh, my boyfriend, who is uh, uh, does a lot behind the scenes for the Punchy Flare, he's helped me take clothes. He's helped me unpackage boxes. Uh, he helps me a lot on the business side with Big numbers. Big strong Andrew, just pulling <laughs> yes. clothes, tagging them. <laughs> yes, he has been so so much help, and I mean, never complains. Always helps me. All just of all the people. Even the people at the buckle, when I told them that I was going to do this, there was no no one person that said, Britt, what are you doing? Like, you can't do this. Why are you doing this? Everybody believed in me, which just made me believe in me even more. No, that's awesome. It takes a village to make something happen like that. So, um... I also need to say just like uh, my hometown and my, my local community that come in to shop with me uh, has is amazing that warms my heart more than they know and I'm just so happy that I can offer that to them yeah it's it surely boosted it it your impact is felt all these boutiques and and all these little stores that opened up the impact is felt and last five years the the small town communities have kind of have a kind of had a an uprising of a sort of like we're banding together we're we're making some cool things happen and giving people a reason to leave the city or not go to the city to mm-hmm. shop and hundred percent and come you know, see you guys. So that's been awesome. Well, Brittany, uh, first of all, I want to say congratulations on the new building. That's very exciting. Uh, I do want to know though. So um, obviously, you know, your, your expertise has been in, in the, you know, the, the fashion space, the, um, the, the really nitty gritty of, of your products and, and how you arrange your storefront and that, and that type of stuff. When, when making these, these decisions, like, Hey, are we cash flowing enough to, to move to a new building? Does this make good business sense for me? Um, do you, do you have, you know, people that, that you lean on for, for that type of advice? Are you, are you learning, you know, the, the business aspect of this as you go or, or how has that process been for you personally? Oh yeah. The, the whole business side and numbers that that's been scary from the get go <laughs> and it still is. So that's why I'm, I'm very thankful for my boyfriend, Andrew, who helps me very much with that. Um, but, uh, getting to buying a new building in a new storefront, um, I honestly feel like at the point that I'm at now and, and the rate that I'm growing, I'm I'm holding myself back and I'm holding my business back if I don't do this. Like this is only going to be better in the long run and and, and I'm only going to grow uh, with all the opportunities that are to come with this for sure. No, uh, Brittany, I think that's awesome. And, you know, Trent and I on our last episode talked about the the scariness of, you know, buying buying new property, uh, buying a, a house for the first time is what we had mentioned. And, you know, there's, there's so much, there's so much talk around, you know, interest rates, uh, will prices go down when buying a building? But for you, I feel like a, a lot of, a lot of your decision was, Hey, I'm, I'm ready. I'm emotionally ready. I'm holding myself back. I need to make this decision. So obviously there's probably some of that scary, Oh my gosh, the, the market's crazy right now. Uh, interest rates are crazy right now. 
but but for you you know it, it seems like maybe you you took some of that emotion out of it and you said hey this is for me i'm ready to go i need this for me i need this for my business and i need i, I need this to get to that next level yes for sure and and the fact that all of that is scary the market all of that um i just think that sometimes i'm i'm only good at seeing just what's right in front of me right now so so it was scary to make that decision and and to say I'm going to do this, but um, I'm getting better at looking at the bigger picture and, and the long run. And I know that this, this is going to be the best thing I could have ever done. No, I, I, I commend you for that. And, uh, congratulations again. I, uh, I'm excited as well to, to see where you take this and to, uh, to keep following you on your, on your journey. Uh, clearly, you know, like we mentioned, it's it's cool to to drop the to drop the name of the show in here once in a while. But Brittany, you're you're living without a blueprint, and you're you're absolutely killing it out there. Uh, congrats on all your success, truly. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, it's been awesome to uh, watch you not only just grow up and be a, a positive role model in my life, but to to see you take on this battle and uh, succeed oh. succeed like that. So it's been fun. Really proud of you and everything that you you've done. Um, Britt, before we close, do you have any other final thoughts that you were thinking about, um, you know, all day while you're working, uh, that you want to say before we, we, we close here or, well, I think I've said this before and like I did in the beginning, how this was not my dream. This is not something I wanted to, uh, grow up and and I knew that I was going to do, but that doesn't mean that it's not my dream now. And because it is, and, and I'm just so excited for the places and, and the journey that's yet to come because, um, I just know it's going to be great. And yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. No, that's awesome. And that's a great lesson to everybody out here listening. You may think that you have your plan right now and keep following that. If there's something that, um, you know, God has a way of kind of tugging on you when you least expect it. Um, don't be afraid to, to follow that sometimes. And, um, and if he is tugging at you, um, to, to go do something different and you're fighting it, um, Maybe just give it a shot sometimes and you never know where it's going to take you in life. So definitely something you need to consider. Well, Britt, thank you so much for being on this podcast. We appreciate it so much. We were so happy to um, hear your story. I knew a lot of it, um, but I did learn a lot as well. So I appreciate that. I'm sure Hunter learned a lot. Um, Also, to all of our guests, thank you so much for listening to our podcast each and every week. You guys are the reason that we do this. even if we have one guest that listens and, and has something, um, responds to us, reaches out, that means so much to us. Um, so thank you. You can find this podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts at Living Without a Blueprint. Please follow and like our social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, at Living Without a Blueprint as well. And when you're listening to our podcast, don't be afraid to um, subscribe. That definitely helps with the whole algorithm and sharing and whatnot. So we appreciate all the support that you've given us uh, here on. Brittany, we appreciate you and everything that you've done to help support this podcast since day one as well. Yeah, but you've listened to another episode of Living Without a Blueprint. I'm Trent Moeller, Hunter Crawford, here with Brittany Hunterson and saying goodbye and see you next time. Thanks, everybody.
Have you felt moved by our mission here at Living Without a Blueprint? Partner with us and become the title sponsor of this podcast series. Your collaboration gives us the chance to get your business's name out to the world while helping us grow to the heights we know we can achieve. Contact us on our social media pages to learn more.